Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Glory. Hey. Do you know what a nomad is? Yes. What's a nomad? People travel place from place. Do you know any nomads? Um, does the TV one count? Yeah. Then yes, um, Aang, Tara, Sokka, and Wait, Toph. whoa, slow down, slow down. Who are they? People from Avatar. And what makes them nomads? Well, they travel place from place across the four nations. Mm-hmm. Fire Nation, Earth Kingdom, and Water Tribe, and Air Nomads. Why do they travel from place to place, you think? Because they have to save the world. Hello, I'm Nalika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Um, today, I'm joined by my um, soul family... <laughs> Kiana, Andre, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Yo, yo. <laughs> um, so we like to start the podcast with one word describing how you're feeling right now. Andre, start us off. Uh, I would say open. Open to all feelings, open to all emotions, mm-hmm. open to 2020. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. Just open and trying to just accept it and let it kind of wash over me and see how I come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First word that popped in my head is confused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it's confused. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm open, but I'm open with confusion all around. Yeah, that's me. true. Like mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I know nothing, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. yet I know some things, but not enough. Mm-hmm. So, that's so I, true. <laughs> I am. What is the word to describe how I'm feeling right now? A word. Heavy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I just mm. tell you, my my bra feels too tight right now. Like like that it's late in the day. Mm. Um, there's a lot on my mind. I just I feel a little heavy. Mm-hmm. I think I feel yeah. like an accurate yeah, word to describe how I'm feeling right now. Um, so let's start by telling the people a little bit about yourself. Andre, you want to start? A little bit about myself. Um, all the boring things. Thirty seven. <laughs> Born in Los Angeles, raised in Atlanta, and um, I move around a lot. Um, I'm also very much into introspection, and um, I've been been focusing on like mental healing lately, you know, and just uh, back to being open, trying to just stay in that space, and always trying to grow, and always becoming, you know. I think it's, I think that's the big thing for me, always just becoming whatever that is. Is becoming my greatest self. Yeah. Um, I'm Kiana, 36, mother of three, jack of all trades, master of none. Like, <laughs> um, I, I'm a nomad, I guess. Uh, that one is sitting with me really, really tough lately. Um, okay, yeah, that one's sitting with me really tough lately. I, I'm feeling more and more nomadic as 2020 reveals itself more and more. 
and um and i think oh i don't know i don't know like it's hard to know anything now these days like what what do you know with trump running around being himself and the planet doing its thing just trying to stay composed stay composed in the madness yeah well, this is like a, a somber vibe, but don't yeah. worry <laughs> a little bit because tell us about right. tell us about, tell us about your children. Tell us about your children. Yeah. Uh, so we have three daughters: uh, Kali, Hanan, and Jude, ages twelve, ten, and seven. Oh gosh, I had to think about it. See, that's what happens when you have more than one. You got to think about lots of. But um, everyone was planned, and they're all here. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's like, all right. Yeah, they're like a very what are high. What doing next? Yeah, yeah. very high spirited children, you know, and just very lively. Um, I would say emotional. I mean, they're yeah. people. They're yeah. just people. Yeah, they're people. Yeah, and emotional is not necessarily a bad thing, but no. they they really express themselves, mm-hmm. right? You're definitely gonna get expression from them how they feel. Mm. You will know, and it's good because then we get to have like real conversations, and then trying to be open with. Ha- Figuring out why they feel that way mm. and helping them grow as individuals. You know? Who are they as individuals? <laughs> oh, oh, who are they as individuals? Kali, um, she is, I would say, Miss Perfection. Oh, right? yes. Kali wants to, she likes her interests, but when she's interested in something, she wants to perfect it. Immediately. Yeah. And she likes kind of like the, like the limelight. Is that fair? I mean, she's 12. I yeah, guess it's yeah, part yeah. of the territory yeah, at this age. Exactly. She's like, look at me. I'm about to be fly. Uh, as a, I'm about to do something really fly right Caribbeans now. Caribbeans would say, she had never see come see. She, she, <laughs> yeah. she must yeah. be seen and heard. Um, but she's, she, she absorbs a lot. Uh, she's very intelligent. Um, uh, and I just love her spirit. Hanan. She's biased dad. <laughs> Am I biased? You think so? Well, you should be. They're yours. Oh, I think to her particularly. Oh, no, okay, no, 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 no. Not between the three of them, no. We're quite uh, fair parents. Yeah. Try to be. Hanan, Hanan is a dreamer. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Hanan is a dreamer. She's yeah. missed unicorns and mermaids. Mm-hmm. Um, and has been since she knew what they were. Oh, like, yeah. She's, uh, yeah. She's 10, but she's still, you can tell she's, I need to be older, right? Uh, not I need to be, but... I'm growing and maturing. So she type, she likes to kind of like boss our youngest daughter around. But at the same time, she's playing with the younger kids. Mm-hmm. Right. She's definitely playing with the younger kids and like kind of getting into space. And she likes to create and like build worlds and really just kind of dive in. She, she's, she's an artist. Yeah, She's middle- playful, but not immature at all. Like some of the things that she processes and when you hear her verbalize it, like, wait, what came out of yeah, you? That's okay, true. Girl. That's true. Yeah, she understands a lot. And I think because she understands so much, she's like, yeah, I'm going to stay on this baby side of the spectrum so that I can just like live my best life for as long as possible. Because that adulting thing sounds like trash. Yeah. So we were in New Orleans (laughs) and we went to this restaurant and on the wall they had a uh, a poster and it said, adulting is a trap. Mm. (laughs) Uh, That part is so true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jude. Jude is our... uh, the first thing that comes to my head is like she's she's the magical one. Like I I don't and and not to it's not discrediting my other two at all, but it's something about her that is quite different from the two older girls in how she perceives things and then mm. what she pushes out from that perception. And I think once she can articulate once she can articulate what's going on in her head, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Yeah, it's gonna be she, wild. She definitely she, she, had, sometimes she gets stuff out, and you're just like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and she can say some really profound things. Very profound, you know, and make you consider who you are. Mm-hmm. And when you when you think about that from a seven year old, it's kind of weird, you know, yeah. because it's like oh, I'm gonna have this real conversation where I feel vulnerable to you. <laughs> you know, um, and it's it's really cool and interesting to see it because yeah. it shows like the breadth of the breadth of kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they're younger. Um, they don't have much experience, but they're very connected to they're spirit. Very knowledgeable. Yeah. And they, knowledgeable. their ancestors speak to them, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're open and you're honest with yourself then you can learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. I think Jude kind of um, uh, exhibits that. Yeah, right. I, I think that I think that's the magic with her ancestors speak through her all the time, and I'm like, wait, where where did you go? Because I think I don't know, I don't know. There's a lot of people talking through her, and she's just here for it. Like she's just channeling and spitting it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how are you? Well, what is a way that you are like your children? Mm, that's a good question. Um, Thank you, Andre. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see myself in all three of them, mm-hmm. and it's almost and it, like you. You kind of. You know, if, if we're adults now, but we always have our, that, that younger child within us, right? Um, and each one of them kind of displays who I was to make me kind of, with the introspection again, determine whether I've let certain things go, if I'm still in that childish mood, if I've grown and matured outside of that, right? Uh, with Kali, it is like the perfectionist mm-hmm. and trying to... Um, Dang, I was gonna say please people, but that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. being a people pleaser and like, want to make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, I, I have to do this. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, it's like, have I gotten over that? I did do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I still doing that? And am I being honest with myself to give myself more credit? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with Hanan, it's the dreamy state. You know, I did a lot of daydreaming. I still do a lot of daydreaming. You know, <laughs> but then I, I see like the the color of it all. Right. Um, and how, how beautiful it is when she just is here, but is like just building a world of creation in her mind, right? Um, and it makes me want to continue doing that myself. And with Jude, what I see with Jude? Empath. The feelings. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I see. And that's yeah. me being the observer. Yeah. I'm on the outside looking in. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's definitely the empath, yeah. yeah. And trying to help her kind of like explore and discern the difference between this is an individual that I have a connection with, and that's how they feel. This is not my feelings. So how can I stay composed in order to help that person that I care about, for which I share their feeling, you know? No. Uh, so that's me personally. Okay, so uh, with Jude, I think it's the intuition that I, I feel like her and I share. Um, I, I realized since living here in Amsterdam that there were a lot of things that I thought that I was making decisions to do and as I look back on it, I'm like, no, nah, that was all intuition because everything that I tried to decide to do, I, it got shut down. The universe was like, no, ma'am, that's not happening. That's Sit your ass down. So um, yeah. so I think it's the intuition with Jude. With Hanan, it's the um, creativity and uh, her artistry is really cool. Like some of the things that she mm. even just draws and puts together because I was, I was that kid. And of course, with Caribbean parents, it's like, that don't make no money, so I'm gonna need for you to figure something else out. So, um, so that kind of got pushed to the side, but which is why I'm really like, I really want her to stay focused and stay in that lane because I know she can flourish and she's already flourishing in it, you know. And with Kali, funnily enough, I never felt like I was like 
the cool kid in school, but I do remember being a part of a bunch of different groups that never got along with each other, but I always fit in all of the different groups of mm. people. And I see mm. that in her, like, but I, I, but because she has this other quality where she um, likes to please people, I just don't want it to go out of balance for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like more about them than it is for like herself or like her gaining as well from the relationship. Um, but I, I think it's just the ability to like socialize and be interactive with a, a lot of people because I, I talk to strangers all the time. I was an only child that you know was a latchkey kid. So I was always having to talk to strangers. I had to learn to communicate quickly to get around and get help. So she has that ability. She just doesn't she just didn't have my my life. You know, my oh, upbringing. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that upbringing gave you like the uh, Oh yeah, I had to do it. Yeah. I ain't had no choice. Ain't that no choice. balance. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and she's not having the balance right yeah. now because yeah. her life is so glorious. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Rightfully so. Right. Then, right. Exactly. So. Right. That's the whole key. Rightfully right. so. Um so I'm so excited to get to talk to both of you. I've been thinking about something that we have in common, our families mm-hmm. are like are is uh <laughs> the fact that we move around mm-hmm. the globe and like our vacations and traveling and living and our goal is to continue that movement mm-hmm. you know like continue to like follow and move in ways that feel good to us right and um Hamara and i my partner we wrote a screenplay that we we're planning to make into a movie newsflash <laughs> and it's the title of it is fern we Mm-hmm. And Fernwe is a German word that means away sickness, mm-hmm. and so like it's like the, that's a literal transition, but it, translation. But what it means is like this desire to travel, this desire to move, to go. And I would say that we all have it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like mm-hmm. like our families have that. Yeah, and for so many Black folks, that has been denied them mm-hmm. that ability to like move through the world that acknowledgement of yeah. that for some of us there's a desire for like staying in place in place yeah in safety, yeah and for many of us there's this desire to move and so um i wanted to talk about that today and what it made me think is or what i wanted to um ask you all is to do a recollection and a recollection is basically the reason we do recollections is to bring our children into room and to recognize who we were as children. Mm-hmm. If we, I really do believe if we ever hope to understand and be in community with our own children, we really kind of like heal the relationship and, and learn ourselves as children. Um, and so um, I want to ask both of you to think back as far as you can of a memory of a time of like movement. And movement could be physical movement. It could be traveling. Um, but just this idea of, going from one place to another. Mm. Mm-hmm. It could even be from one time to another time. So, yeah. Yeah. Andre, do you feel like you can start for I us? I think so. Right, uh, cool. It might not be... I want to I dig deeper, but it, this is the one that popped up. No. And it's... Um, there's, a, there's usually a reason why it does. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, growing up in the... You know, I was born in L.A. And I remember coming home from school one day. Uh, me and my sisters were pulled into the dining room, right? And they're like, okay, we're going to my parents. We're like, we're going to move. And, you know, we get excited. And, like, it's either going to be Chicago or Atlanta, right? And we were like, oh, Chicago has snow. It's going to be cool. Like, we can, you know, uh, 
uh, sled and I do all the cool snow snowball fights. But I remember my, my mother saying, but you go to school in the snow. So we're like, no, nah, that's out. <laughs> like, if I got to walk in the snow, no, nah, that's, that's not cool. Like, what, what happened? I want to do the, you know, the cartoon things. You know what I mean? Um, and we chose Atlanta. And, you know, it's those moments where if we would have chose Chicago, you know, I wouldn't have met my partner, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. What would my life, what would that have been, mm-hmm. you know, if I was in a different space? And it, it always... It made me think about just how 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 choice has so much um, significance on your life when you don't even know it, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't necessarily matter per se because this is the path we're on. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the the thought process. And I think that um, in my in my childhood we moved around a lot. It, like you said, it's always like that idea of all right, I want to be where I feel great, right? And if I am somewhere and I don't feel that, then that's, I'm able to at least explore uh, other places, you know? So, yeah, that, that moment was is something that popped up and had uh, significance in this. Hmm. Well, I tried to dig for other stories because the first one that popped up, I was like, really? This is what we're going to talk about? But, <laughs> all right, so here it goes. Let's do it. You got yeah, your wine in. I mean, you good. I, you good. I, I, that good. might be the problem. <laughs> so, um, I... Uh, the the image that I remembered is being in a U-Haul truck um, with my mother and her then boyfriend who later tried to touch me and then I beat him over the head with a phone, but neither here nor there. Him, me, my mother, and my dog. And we were driving to Atlanta. And for, for me, it seemed like it mm. was his idea. And all of my friends were in New York, Mm. like my life was in New York. And I'm like, why are we going to Atlanta? My idea of Atlanta was people with overalls and like a piece of straw in their mouth. And then I got there and I was like, all right, they look like regular human beings. It's not that bad. But still, like this whole idea of being uprooted, I wasn't talked to about it. And then to go with Mm. the guy who later was like such a catalyst in the disruption between my mother and I's relationship which was already like on its way to some place but um he was he's he's the one that sticks out so it it's Mm. so the movement for me it feels like to get away from harm but it's funny that the memory goes to the one who was harmful you know so I don't I don't know and then like now for me this nomadic life is about staying out of harm's way keeping my kids out of harm's way and whatever that looks mm. like, whether it be psychological or physical, you know, and the physical, like, oh, my God, God bless whoever soul tries that because I, I will become a lunatic. But the mental to me is a way deeper scarring that takes way more work to undo. Um, and I think that is our mission with like moving around. And it also I don't know what my mother's mission was uh, when we started the many journeys of moving around. And mind you, moving to Atlanta wasn't the first place that we moved, but that was the biggest one that I remember. And especially, you know, with this imprinting of who we moved with and why, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think with my girls and with my partner, it's like we, our communication around moving and our ideas for moving and our reasonings that we give them uh, for moving are like the complete opposite of everything I associated with moving as a child. Mm. Whew, I know, sorry. It was, no, it was it wasn't good. it wasn't supposed to stay dark, but nah, it's nah, still nah, we're still it here. Good. It's, good. <laughs> nah, it's real. It's real. It's yeah. real. It's yeah, real. It's true. Um 
I'm going to tell the fullness of a story. So mm -hmm. the first thing that popped into my head is physical movement. Mm -hmm. um, and so I grew up in the Bronx, New York. Shout out to the Bronx. <laughs> and part of the culture of growing up um, in the Bronx, for me anyway, was, go was roller skating. Mm -hmm. And we had a skate rink, which have uh, disappeared all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. because of racism. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was a kid, we had a roller rink called Skate Key. And um, I rem I mean, I went there my whole, my whole child, my whole like life, mm -mm. childhood. And I just remember putting on my rollers. Like you go to Skate Key, I can remember the sound. I can remember the smell. I can remember the, like all like it's it's a vivid mm -hmm. memory. And you would put on your roller skates, and they all was like these brown skates with orange wheels. And every you know you rented them. Everyone had them. And they would spray them. So like you get them and they like got sprayed um, and you get your little locker and you put on your roller skates and you lace it up and you tie it. And then you're just like, off, you know, and you're just going around <laughs> and around and like different people could move at different paces. You had like the fancy people who could like do tricks. Choreography. There's one and there was one. There's like one memory that I, I just will never forget. It's like I fell um roller skating and someone rolled over me mm. and i remember i couldn't find anybody i was like kind of like you know because it's it's a crowded skating ring and like mm -hmm. you kind of get separated and i was kind of on the i was like i was at that age of like i'm old enough that you're kind of like moving by yourself but still young enough where you could get rolled over you know like kind of <laughs> in between right <laughs> um and i just remember like when it ha i remember what happened it was like shocking because i fell and then this other thing happened and then I like kind of got back up and I was like hurt, but not like not injured, you know, like hurt, mm -hmm. but like not injured and got my bearing. And there was an island in the middle of the skating rink. So it was like big enough where you skated around and there was like off the side and there's like islands in the middle. You could stop and sit. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I sat there for a while and got my bearings, And then I was off again, <laughs> you know, like and back around and back around. And I think I don't know all of why that when I think about movement, that is what came up for me. But I definitely know that the feeling of it was like home, you know, mm -hmm. like familiarity. Like mm -hmm. I knew that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't always know who was going to be there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know like the music. They were, you know, like it was similar music, but you know, like it, it's, if you walked into that, like if I walked into Skate Key right now, who I am now, I would look around like, what the fuck? Like there's yes. so much <laughs> happening, so many people, the music, the lights. The, but when I was there at my, who knows, Pike 12, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, I was I was home. Mm -hmm. I felt very mm -hmm. at home, very yeah. safe in that space. Mm. And I think about how like the relationship between safety and movement, mm -hmm. and how you spoke to um, a lot. And I I think about a lot like how many times for black people movement is about safety, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and not necessarily you can move because you feel safe, but you're moving to either get to safety or usually to get to, to, yeah. to get to some kind of safety nah. um and so i guess i want to start with um when is the first time you chose to move yourself um let's see i chose i mean i i was always trying to leave atlanta like so we, yeah. we moved to atlanta when i was about in high school and it was okay for like the first year and then Every year after that, I hated it. And I was over, I was there over like 10, 12 years. And it was always a mission of how do I get out of here? Like, how do I get to someplace else? 
And I remember um, applying to schools in different places. Like I was, I was studying veterinary medicine, so I was applying to um, this school in Grenada that I was obsessed with in the West Indies. We went and visited the school. Didn't get into that. Then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to Ohio. Like, let me do some master's program. Didn't get into that. Like, every, and like I said, everything I was forcing to happen never happened. So this, mm. I think with having a family, this was our first big major move. Like, we moved to New York. But to me, that was like just going back home because I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, but this is probably coming to Amsterdam was the first big move that I feel like I chose and it worked and it happened. But I mean, again, it could have been intuition. But still, I felt like I chose it and I felt like I put purpose into this and it it did its thing. And I was like, fucking finally, you know, mm-hmm. finally, something's mm-hmm. happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Andre, what about you? I think. When we when we were in Atlanta, we were renting and we had a, a one bedroom, and then we decided to buy, right? And it was in the same neighborhood, so it wasn't far. Like literally, it was like you know a block. Yeah. Right. That's, <laughs> this is the moment where I wanted the first move, and I remember um, uh, we we bought the place and we went through a renovation, right? And it was tough. And when people say renovating can possibly break up a marriage. That's Those no facts. bullshit. Those are absolutely like, facts. Oh man, oh. absolutely facts. That yeah. was difficult, you know. Yeah. And it's just the idea of the cost, you know, um, the the creative idea and expression. And she's an interior designer, so anything I said, I'm like, why? Well, I, I think about it, it now. I'm like, what was I, would I, veto I was it so immediately. stupid? <laughs> what was I doing? Why, why am I arguing with this interior designer about what what lights? Uh, okay, anyway, um, and it was rough. And I think that. You know, it caused us to go to counseling, mm-hmm. right? And I think about that move because I think that was the first space where uh, we said, "Okay, reset," because mm-hmm. that was our seven year as well. Oh yeah, seven years marriage, and they say the seven year itch. So that's another real shit. thing. Yeah, it's okay. another it's real, real thing. Yeah. And um, it was in that moment where we we're like, "Okay, we, we kind of we we made it out of that turmoil." Mm-hmm. It was a very difficult time, um, and that move, I think, it almost imprinted the idea of. You know, you you always go through struggles when you try to do something to grow or better yourself, mm-hmm. right? And it's very important that you go through those things because you know whether it's worth it or not, right? Um, and it also gives you the chance to really explore yourself. But then if you get out on the other side of it, that it's always, uh, you know, you're kind of like you, you're climbing the hill and you finally get to relax almost. Because you become a better person through it. So I think that that's kind of like why I, I like the idea of always trying to move, right? Um, because it does offer that space of growth individually, as a family structure. Um, and I think it's important. Yeah. First of all, you are two of the, my favorite people to talk to. Um, and so we might, we might be doing a thing here today. Because yeah. um, <laughs> I like have a lot of thoughts based on what you said. Because... This idea of movement and safety. Mm-hmm. And then now you're bringing up this idea of movement and struggle. Mm-hmm. And then struggle mm-hmm. equals growth. Mm-hmm. And like, Facts. why do we believe that? You know what I mean? And you <laughs> said this thing very quick. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I think something. Suppression. <laughs> White supremacy. Oh, wait. Suppression. But like, um, you, you said this thing around like, it, something imprinted on me. That mm-hmm. there is like, when you struggle, like this struggle and like this movement and then through it it's okay because there's another side to it that then is like this growth Mm -hmm. and then like i guess my question is like is your movement motivated well let me backtrack a little bit (laughs) you are planning to make another move 
Yes. Another, you yes. know, like another, are, so you, yeah. you've moved here to Amsterdam. You've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say that it's still in the, like, I mean, we've talked about a lot, but a lot of it is like continuing to trying to find that sense of safety, that sense of like what it feels like to be home and whole with your family mm-hmm. is like causing you to, to consider and like to manifest another shift in movement. Um, and I guess my question in thinking about what you just said is, is the movement motivated by the struggle? Mm. Do you feel like those mm. things are tied? Because I, I, I'm... Mm. I guess I question that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good like question. I question like how do we like is movement the answer? And a lot of people are challenged. Challenge, like I've been challenged on this thinking. Like there, mm-hmm. we're all American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. we're 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 on the other side of the pond, as they say. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things are going on in, in America right now. And we both are looking from afar around, like. I wish my people would like shift and move and like do something else. And the pushback around that is like, well, first of all, everybody can't or Mm -hmm. feels like they can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what are you trying to like go to? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, where are you trying to go to? And so I'm just, I guess my question to the both of you is, is your movement motivated by struggle or challenge? And can you imagine movement? Like when I think about roller skating, it's eat. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's, it's not a challenge. It's like, actually, those it wheels flows. are going to turn. <laughs> like, yeah. I really, like, right. actually, it's just like me moving. So I guess that's my question. Yeah. Is, that, is that? It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I would say that um, the the result is why you we, I, I would want to move, right? Because you, you get into a place where um, you can be a more free yourself, right? But then I think personally, when you start to question what that takes right oh we have three daughters oh we've just did this two years ago oh how are we going to deregister and you go through all the processing and trying to figure that out that's what i mean by struggle that's the right? struggle that's yeah. the struggle not necessarily like oh I, I want to you know beat myself up or mm-hmm. you know i don't want to enjoy life but mm-hmm. the struggle is it's going to take work, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take work, but everything yeah. worth it takes work, mm-hmm. and the right? system is designed to make it difficult. Yeah, that part it is, and yeah. it's and, be, and why so that you don't necessarily go through the process mm-hmm. to do it, mm-hmm. right? It's easy so that's what stay. I mean by struggle, yeah. which is, you know, um, if bodybuilders, whoever is trying to get like you know professional athletes, they go through a go through training and just strenuous activity. Or, you know, mental work that can be considered a struggle. Maybe the struggle wasn't the right word. Mm-hmm. Right? I understand what you're saying. But then yeah. when you get through it and you learn that I can do this, mm-hmm. then it's always, you're always growing from that space. Mm-hmm. Right? Because growth comes from discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and getting into something that's unknown. You work in your brain. You work in your body in different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. You're tapping into your spirit in other ways that you haven't before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very helpful for moving beyond. Mm-hmm. And I think um, there's a way that you have to understand, like you have to, that, oh, like, I, like that away sickness, like that desire mm-hmm. for what comes next is like the fire that helps push you through mm-hmm. all yeah. of those barriers that will mm-hmm. make it difficult to yeah. make that transition. And I'll say it's definitely scary. <laughs> yeah. And there's moments where it's like, man, bump this, like, what mm-hmm. the, but then you, again, it's, 
what's what's the drive behind mm-hmm. it like why mm-hmm. is it really important mm-hmm. because now you have to answer those questions before it's like oh it sounded cute it sounded cool <laughs> right mm-hmm. but then it's when you get into the work no this is worth it you know like you, mm-hmm. you had that feeling and sometimes it might not be and it's like all right well can i be real with myself and say that it isn't mm-hmm. you know and not be upset that i put work in as if i lost something and realize that no this is something learned. that was necessary yeah. for me yes. to come to a conclusion that it's not the time yet. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 That makes so much sense. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. How do you talk to your children about these transitions? Mm. Well, since they were small, because I mean, I've been on mission get out of America since I understood that it was trash, which was like way before I had kids. And the um, I remember when, <laughs> when Andre and I uh, like, what's the word? Re- I don't know. It, it escapes me now. It's so funny. I speak one language and I can't find words. It's hilarious. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's but, it's hard. That's yeah, why it's that's hard. why it's hard. Yeah. yeah. But um, when, like, because him and I, you know, we met in college and then there were a few years where we were not in contact. And then when we met up again, uh, I know the, I think one of the first things I said was, do you have a passport and are you willing to leave this country? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, wait, what? <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like, what happened to you over these years? <laughs> I was like, a lot. So, um, but he said, yeah. And then from even before we had kids, it was like, listen, I don't know how, but we're going to be a nomadic family. Like I, I just, it's only, I have one life here that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to live all of it. I mm-hmm. want to see as much as possible mm-hmm. and kids are not going to stop me from doing that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, cool, I'm down, and here we are, you know? Um, so with the girls, from the time they could talk, it was home is wherever you see all of our faces. Mm-hmm. We can be anywhere in the world. You see him, you see your sisters, you see me, you're at home. Mm-hmm. And that has worked for us. I mean, they have their emotional hangups when it's like, oh, well, my friends, mm-hmm. and this and a third, but then yeah. we have another real conversation mm-hmm. like, okay, well, listen, my friends that I have now, I have one from primary school, one from secondary school and then the others I've met as adults or in college or whatever, like the likelihood that the people that you know now will be your friends in adulthood is very slim to none. But that's also a reality that you have to teach children like you. You meet people for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Everyone is not going to be a lifetime material. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something that you learned from them and you take that lesson and you move forward. You know, it's going to make you a better person in the long run. So we have a lot of those conversations and um we allow them the space to be sad about it. Mm-hmm. Be upset. You know, you can be upset. You know, now you got to call her on FaceTime. You can't just walk over to her house. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's something to be upset about. Mm-hmm. But also, it's something to be excited about that you even had FaceTime. Because I was writing my friend's letters from... Pen pals. Yeah, yeah I had right. pen pals. They were like, pen who? And I'm like, yeah, no, you literally exactly. get a pen and you write to the person. You yep. put it in the mail. Like, yep. So, and I mean, and I was like, and the people who really love you and who you really connect with, they will stay in contact with you no you matter where you are. With them. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, one of my closest friends, um, her and I met when we were like in second grade and we're still in contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was years where we sometimes didn't speak and not over anything in particular. Yeah, 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 we were just, life. I mean, we were children. So yeah. I didn't have a phone. She didn't have, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have mm-hmm. cell phones at that mm-hmm. point. So it's like, there's so many other things that got in the way and we still found a way back to each other. So it's like the same way you have soul connections with say your partner you have those same soul connections with other individuals that you meet and when it's that Mm. there's nowhere you can be where they're not going to find you so we give them that sort of um i don't know we give those pep talks and you know and then we give them the space like you need the space yeah like hanan actually she yeah she cried it out on the train she was like all right i'm gonna miss all my friends because we're 11 days out from moving Mm -hmm. again you know Mm -hmm. and uh 
she is now hanging out with your girls and mm. she's 100% back to herself. Exactly. Like, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But and another thing that we I, I like to stress is you're an adult way longer than you're a kid. Yeah. Right? And like Kiana's mentioning, a lot of your true, like, meaningful, like, very connected friendships will come from adulthood. And while as a child, like, you have an ability to really, like, you're a sponge, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're a, you're a blank canvas. And being able to not just read about different cultures and how people live and what people care about, but to experience that is going to give you so much more, more knowledge and yeah. value mm-hmm. and um, uh, abilities to really hone your own character and form a set of values that are truly yours, not just mm-hmm. the ones that we've given you or your block, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that when you are an adult and have the, not the means, but the capabilities to move around the world, if you so choose, because you're an adult, that you won't feel that it's scary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so much more discernment. You, you've like already just, done it. Yeah, right? it allows so, so much more discernment. You, you, they, I, I just want to give them that an opportunity or a, a foundation where they're global citizens, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they understand that what their friends and they care about or your parents care about is more important than anybody else, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not the case. And I think that's why we live, we're in the world that we live in now because, you know, we, we, we're kind of like stuck within our own bubbles, um, of course, because of white supremacy mm-hmm, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and you have all sense. this stuff where you kind of like are put in these different boxes and it's all kind of like the segregation and stuff like that. But being able to really explore outside of that is going to give you way more opportunity to really live a fuller life, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I, I just, I hope, right? Because they're children. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I truly respect how they feel. I mean, we're also we're saving so- up for therapy just in case this doesn't. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah, like, we don't like, have the answers. An executive <laughs> decision to say, I know we're disrupting your childhood, mm-hmm. but we really truly feel mm-hmm. that it's going to be better. better in the yeah. long run. You're going to appreciate mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know? Moxie? Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. What was the hardest part of moving to Amsterdam? Um, the hardest part was missing our family and that you didn't know everything anymore. What do you mean you? I you. mean you as in my mom. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Because back in America, you knew everything. You had a plan. You knew how to do this and how to work that and where we'd go and what we were going to do. But all of a sudden, it was like we were all going through this new experience. Mm-hmm. Which is fun in a way because it's like we're a team, but it's also really scary not to have like a safety net. I mean, I think that part is key. Yeah. Because you can never know as a parent what your act, what will be the impact yeah. of your actions yeah. or your intentions, right? Like you like how. I remember something that happened in my childhood and how my mother remembers that same moment. Completely different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I bought that for you because you asked for it. It's like, no, that's not what I wanted. You know, like, <laughs> and that's like count- countless stories. Yeah. But I think the idea of communicating to your children that we are in community together, that I'm making a decision. Mm-hmm. This is why and how I'm making this decision. And there's space for you to have feelings about what I did mm-hmm. is key yes and so often like as adults we want to verbalize like 
this is why we're doing this, or this is how you should be, or even this is what it'll be like when you're done. All and actually, kids are like, well, well, you know, that, that <laughs> like peanuts, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. you don't really like it. Doesn't I'm not I'm right. not computing that, but the feeling, you know, like you love me, mm-hmm. you're gonna keep me safe. I trust you. I mm-hmm. mean, that's something that I am so honored. Um, that Hamara and I will look at each other all the time, like, wow, they trusted us to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. they trusted us to move away from their grandmother, away from their family. To this other country, this other place, where we don't speak the language, mm. um, that we don't know, we literally sight unseen, and here we are. Mm-hmm. And when we were in the process of transitioning here, it was a lot of like respect and reverence for that mm. around like we're doing this. This is why we're doing this. This is how we think about it. We think it's right, and I'm not taking it for granted yeah. that. You might not have the choice, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, you might not really be able to say like, well, I don't, I don't do this. I'm not going to, but it's, you still have to trust, you know, like there's still, whether by choice or not, you have to trust that we're taking you this place. And I was like, I don't know that I can't think that I would do that. You know, like, mm. I like, I'm not, you know, it's hard. And I mean, mm-hmm. I have done that in our, like in my, like when Hamaro, my husband would get a, like a position or a job somewhere. I was like, we're going. And I, I know that feeling of like, I don't want to, and like my family's here, and like the kid, like I don't know how I'm gonna make this work, but I like okay, this is what we're doing right now. I'm gonna trust. You. Sometimes screaming, sometimes like resentful, <laughs> right, like right. other things, but you do it, and there's something that family allows for, and that community allows for, in that. What is it that you wish? I guess is there anything you've learned from your first transition to the Netherlands that you are taking with you? Or wanting to remember in your next transition? Um, um, I think, again, under the guise of white supremacy, that we are so uh, committed to assimilation. Mm. You know what I mean? As people. And it's like, and moving here, it was like, all right, we got to learn Dutch. We got to do this. We got to do that. And, and not to say there's anything wrong with learning the language. You do want to be able to communicate with the people around you. But I remember sitting in a Dutch class. This was probably like my second or third week in. and you know, there were so many different countries represented in the class. You know, people from like Romania, from Poland, from, you know, I don't know, Spain, or Nigeria, whatever. And everyone had their mother tongue. Everyone spoke English as a common language. Um, and everyone, they, they knew of another home, you know. And as I was in there, I don't know, over, over the weeks, it just got more and more tense for me. Mm-hmm. And then I remember sitting in the class one day and like fight. No, I think I started crying. Like, let me not lie. I was crying in the classroom. (laughs) I was crying because I was like, yo, everyone in here is connected to something. And all I'm connected to is the U.S. and English. And it's not my mother tongue. Like everyone in there, English was not their first language, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I'm not connected to my mother tongue. I'm not connected to the land that I, you know, my, my, my culture is from. And now I'm in here learning yet another colonizing language. Everything in my soul, it did not sit right with me. Yeah. And I left the class. I was like, I can't do this. This is, this is not the time for me. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is I picked up more Dutch from my children than I had in that classroom. Yeah. But I was like, I can't do this. I can't put myself in the place. Like the, the first thing that you do if you want to disconnect someone from their 
culture is to change the language that they speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was done like without me even knowing. I'm not going to sign myself up to do it again. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that was difficult. That mm-hmm. was crazy for me. And I was like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Like mm-hmm. rejected every bit of that. And I know now moving to Mexico, we're going to Mexico, mm-hmm. um, to the southeast of Mexico. Uh, I know now moving there. Anything that we do there as a family is going to be because we want to, yeah. not because we have to. Yeah. We don't have to do anything but stay black and die. That's right. That's it. There's only two options we got. <laughs> so when we get there, we're going to learn Spanish so we can communicate with local people about like buying food or what have you. And then not be American jerks there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, speak English. I'm, I'm not about that life either. Mm-hmm. I think it's very pompous. Um, and then we're also going to learn Mayan because there are Mayan people there. Mm-hmm. We're going to go down to Oaxaca and whatever language they're learning. All right. What does this mean? What mm-hmm. it, like we're going to explore and learn the, the many cultures of Mexico because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's going to be anywhere we move. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going to go there, embrace everything that's there and all learn it together. Mm-hmm. Wild Wild Tech is a brand new podcast all about the intersection of technology and pop culture. Each week on Wild Wild Tech, we will bring you the wildest, most bizarre, most interesting stories about technology and how it's shaping our culture. We found experts, journalists, and people who lived through these incredible events who will help us understand how technology is affecting our daily lives. Subscribe to Wild Wild Tech to hear about how the video game World of Warcraft is helping us understand the spread of COVID-19. Or how artificial intelligence is trying to break copyright law. Find Wild Wild Tech for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's school for us, too, to be quite honest, yeah. because we grew up in schools in America, which was a very filtered history, a very filtered story of what is and what is not. So we don't know shit either. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are doing this world schooling along with our children. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? My degree means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre? <laughs> I don't even know if I need to add anything. I, I, I feel it was, it was a, it was, yeah. she said everything. Uh, yeah. I don't know, you might have a little something, something yeah. to sprinkle on this and season in a song. I think it was, um, <laughs> um, I think about the honeymoon period, right? Mm. Like when we left the States and we got here, I mean, it was nothing wrong. Oh my God, it was perfect. Man. Everything was great. Oh, <laughs> just sitting in a park and seeing police walk by and being like, oh shit, they're not going to shoot me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a, that was so real. Yes. No, yeah. we know. Yeah. Dude, I remember sitting there and was like, I feel different. Yeah. I feel different. I feel different. What the heck? What is this? And Ken was like, police just walked by and you didn't feel a way about it. 
And it was just like a... Like, is this what safety feels like? Yeah. Like, probably. Yeah. And that was really cool. But you still have the same kind of... You still have this similar oppressive. issues, yeah, right? Yeah, it's very oppressive Where, like, in different ways. I, I had... You know, I don't like necessarily having a LinkedIn because I look like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have any problems getting jobs. And then all of a sudden it was like... No, interviews. Oh, you got the oh, interviews. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. interviews. Yeah, I got, they I got the interviews. Like. They, they don't, don't know, know what you look like. They don't know what you look like. But in the moment... And I mean, like, on the radio, like, they're listening to us audio. They don't... It's, oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, 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 so I have, a, I, have a, I have a, you know, locks a long beard. beard. I have long uh, locks. And it was done. And I've had, like, friends say, I gave you a resume. They liked it. And then I don't know what happened. But then you saw my LinkedIn. He shared, like, you probably want to, like, shave your beard and stuff. And I was like, man, why? This going? Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. So going to Mexico is more. All right, I'm gonna, I'm appreciative of where we are. I'm very appreciative of what we learned mm-hmm. here. Like mm-hmm. this definitely gave us a mental space to kind of like mm-hmm. decompress, yeah, and really kind of unpack what we've lived through so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we wouldn't have had that option. So I'm very appreciative of it. But in Mexico, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm cool. I'm here. Uh, I'm not gonna be on cloud nine, but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be balancing in my space and mm-hmm. enjoying whatever this is going to be. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you both so much. I'm like, I'm like, I get to talk to you all the time and this is, I'm learning more yeah. and, and new interesting things. I've been asking everyone this season, um, what are the lessons that Corona has taught you? <laughs> um, so I'm wondering for both of you what they've been or mm. if there are any, well, yeah, this time. I'm petty. Time. I didn't know how many people don't wash their hands regularly. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just saying, like... I think everyone, I thought everyone like washed their hands all the mm-hmm. time, but obviously that's not a thing. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, Corona has definitely taught introspection for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I mean, and this homeschooling, like, let me not fool you. I, if you asked me last year, I was going to say two years ago, if you asked me last year, are you going to homeschool? Like, hell no, I don't have the patience for that shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And now I'm like, there's no other option. Mm-hmm. There's no option. Mm-hmm. And during Corona, I put together like an entire... Hmm. curriculum resource list because I was like okay I'm gonna need something to pull from like I can't just like be pulling this out of the air every day like I need some sort of structure I'm I'm sure I you could guess why I need structure yeah. right so, <laughs> but it's like I need some grown so much so, so listen much. celebrate so much. my sis yes <laughs> listen unpacking on learning all all of, it. All of the learning daily yes. but it's like okay I need some sort of structure to at least pull from mm-hmm. so that I know as we travel about I just have something you know mm-hmm. that is reminiscent of like what I know, which again, I also now know was super oppressive. So I was like, damn, I don't want to oppress my children the same way I was oppressed. So what is this? Because at first it was like, okay, you do this every day. You go on this curriculum list and you pull from it. And now it's like more of like just something you can check in on. Like you're bored today, find something on this list that might interest you. Which is what you taught me, actually. You was like, it's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) They'll be fine. And I'm like, what is she talking about? And then I'm like, oh, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, Yeah, so. They're fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, the the Rona pushed me to put together a list. And now that list makes me feel even safer and more secure and roaming the planet with my children. Yes. That's fantastic. Andre? Oh, um, definitely homeschooling, mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of kind of you know, well, they're your kids, like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Who else is supposed to do this? Like, it's no one else's job to take care of your kids. Yeah. like you made them. And thinking about like them at a young age, and it's like, what's important for them to learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I think it really is 
like core values mm -hmm. like how to how to be a caring kind respectful dignified human mm -hmm. right so that no matter who you uh interact with in a in external space mm -hmm. that you got you know how to respond because you, you know who you are it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. matter right i think that's really important mm -hmm. the other thing for for the rona um <laughs> is oh man the importance of mental healing mm -hmm. and really digging in deep and figuring out who you are as a person mm -hmm. like oh man we what are we doing what, what else are we doing 2020 mm -hmm. right um and trying to and for me it was okay there's a whole bunch of crazy shit going on right now there's a lot of brutality i a lot of crying a lot of uh, just understanding how who i am as a black person mm -hmm. right um but then being more in tune with how I'm going to respond to the outside world mm -hmm. opposed to always reacting to it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, how, am I, how can I, you know, uh, keep my own inner coolness uh, no matter what else is going on? Mm -hmm. um, uh, not say that the emotions aren't real because it is, mm -hmm. right? Like you, the protests and everything that's going on, that comes from a real space. That comes mm -hmm. from hurt. Mm -hmm. That comes from a, an idea of I need to retain my self-respect, mm -hmm. right? But then... How do I grow from that space with the people that I'm with so that, you know, we can be not on the outside of it, but just to kind of come together and move from it. Mm -hmm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's what that 2020, not even Rona, I think 2020. Like everything <laughs> no, that's going right? on for 2020 is that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think I know <laughs> that people are watching, our people are watching, mm -hmm. all of us, and the way in which we keep like moving and finding safety and moving through hard times is like a lesson and becomes like a path for others. Mm -hmm. And so we're not in the U.S., but we are we are with mm -hmm. our people in the U.S. Yeah. and really wanting to be um, a resource and like a guide and a support for whatever is to come. Yeah. You know what I mean? For whatever yeah. is to come. Thank you guys so, so thank you, thank so, you, so, thank so you, Nolika. So yeah. <laughs> um, Rap. Cool. Yay. Very nice. Stand up and fighting. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. Why not just get together and live in one love and one identity, you know? Rebel in the morning, rebel in the evening, too. Now, don't you be like a devil when I play with sounds called a rebel, rebel, rebel. 